Hi friends, this is Whitney. And this is Jeremy. And today, what are we talking about, babe? Because this is a really, well first let's, let me say this. We are going to do a whole series on dating. We decided we wanted to do an entire podcast series on dating, on the Live Intentionally podcast. And this is something we are both incredibly passionate about. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? Oh no, I'm just my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> but this is something we are both incredibly passionate about. Why? Tell them why. About the topic? Yeah. Yeah. Like just dating in general. Yeah, because uh, we've both been through like before we were married in relationships where our 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 identity was rooted in that, and uh, we've had our ups and downs. Of we know we could tell you exactly what not to do in relationships. And so we've learned from our mistakes and we've grown from that and God's healed us from that. And so really we want to kind of talk about steps of how to know you're ready to date. Yeah, we uh, thought to yeah. start the pod, to start the series, um, we wanted to talk about healthy dating because I think that's really key, especially in the, um, just in general, but in this culture we live in being healthy while you're dating is important but then I realized it's also important to make sure first and foremost that we are being realistic about knowing if we're even ready to date because it doesn't do us any good to talk to you about healthy dating if people are out there dating that aren't even ready to date so I think the fundamental key of healthy dating is knowing if you're even in a place to be dating Exactly. And plus, you, you don't want to bring your baggage in a new relationship no. and that person has to baggage suffer. Baggage is the worst. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, no. But even the person shouldn't have to like deal with the past that you haven't dealt with and then you're throwing that garbage on them yeah. and like punishing them for something that somebody else did yeah. because you're like holding them to that standard and you think that they're going to do exactly what that other person did. Because so. I've literally never done that. <laughs> yes i've never even done that in our marriage uh not true (laughs) it's happened it's been a process so yeah so i text jeremy the other day and i said listen the first episode in the series needs to be how to even know that you're ready today so we have a whole list of things that we see um in other people just in ministry in premarital counseling and my coaching just with friends. I mean, gosh, even stuff you can just see following people on Facebook because people will sure tell you all of their business. Um, that is true. Th- this is true. Maybe that's a podcast episode for another day is we're going to call it <laughs> Facebook is not your diary. TMI. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag TMI. So first, do you want to go, you want to start with the first one? You want me to do it? You can go, babe. All right. Cause this one I told him probably needed to be first. This is I won't even say, I don't want to say one of my biggest pet peeves because I feel like that's a horrible word to say, like my pet peeve, but this is what I see. And I see it a lot with friends. I see it a lot with, even on social media is, I think the first way to know, sign to know if you're ready to date is you really need to be honest about evaluating when was your last relationship. And what I mean by that is I do actually mean the length of time it's been since your last relationship. I don't believe there is a one size fits all on how long it can be since your last relationship when you're ready to date again. Mm -hmm. But you know, I was just telling Jeremy before we hopped on, if you were in a, 
you know, five year, serious, long term, very committed relationship that you thought was leading to marriage, or maybe you guys were actually engaged. Maybe you were engaged and then you decided to call it off because yeah. it just wasn't working, whatever it was. But you're let's not say, gonna get over that in yeah, one week. <laughs> if if three weeks after you and them break up, you're gonna come tell me that you're in another relationship and you think you found the one, I'm probably yeah. going to question that. And I'm probably not going to do it passive aggressively. I'm probably just going to tell you that's ridiculous. Yeah. That, Cause that's just not enough time for you to process everything that happened within that five year relationship with that person. So like you go through a lot of different uh, trials where you deal with the uh, realizing that it's over the hurt, the pain, being angry for whatever could be the reason but there's time that you just need to process and, and heal before you can hop into another relationship. Yeah. So if you're saying, okay, Whitney and Jer, me, are we calling you? We're we calling you Jeremy or because he's decided today that he has multiple <laughs> nicknames. Yes. When we were thinking about the podcast, yes. he wanted me to introduce him as Jer or yep. Remy because his yep. name is Jeremy, except no one in his life calls him either. Hey, it's the self-proclaim. So he's going to be 40 yeah. in two years, and we, I guess we're having this midlife crisis, and we're going to no, change it's our not name. A real, <laughs> it's not a real-life real life crisis. Okay. So um, I don't even know where we were. Oh, if you're saying, okay, Whitney, well, how then what time frame should I be looking for? I think the next signs that we're going to go over that you're ready to date will help you determine what length of time is a good time. Some people may need three months to recover depending on their last relationship. Some people may need six months. Some people may be so hurt and feeling so damaged and broken that they need a year, a year and a half. I don't know. It's different for Some everyone. Take years. Sometimes it does take people years. Now, it you know, hopefully you could just hire a life coach. That was a shameless plug because that is what I am and I help people find inner healing. Yeah. But you, there are ways that you can get healing faster and you can be whole faster. So I think let's talk about the next sign because I think all the signs to know you're ready to date moving forward are going to help you decide when that time comes. Whether it's a month, six months, a year, two years, you will know how long you need it. So why don't you talk about the next one because I think that was one you brought up. Yeah. Um, the next one is just really being content with being single. Like, I think if for you to be able to know that you're ready to hop into another relationship, you got to be OK with being single and you got to be not to a place where you feel like you're desperate, like you are like just always praying and asking or for God for a man or a woman. And like you're always like just I don't know, just what's the word, babe? You just thirsty thirst <laughs> the thirst thirsty is real. thursday so you can't be thirsty you got to be okay with just being single and i think a lot of times is what i've learned too in the past is like you learn so much about your about yourself when you're just being okay with being single and so true and i remember even before we met like nine i took like a like out of the last relationship I was in, I took like nine months off from dating. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be a year, but yeah. I just was but then like, you met me and you were like, I can't pass <laughs> yeah, this well, up. <laughs> I, I got to a place where I was just like, you know what, God, I'm going to take these nine, this, this year, nine months, whatever. I'm just going to spend it like, like my relationship with you to grow and work on areas that I want to be better at. So that when, when I do hop in a relationship, like, um, I have something to add, to the relationship. So I, I think that's another important thing too, is not, not being desperate, being okay with being content with being single, enjoy your singleness. And the other thing is just 
uh, just not lowering your standards. I think sometimes when you get into that place of desperate, you want to be in a relationship so bad, you just look past certain red flags just because you want to be in a relationship so bad. Yeah, if you find yourself accepting, like he said, lowering your standards, if you find yourself accepting things from uh, from someone else, like let's say you think I might be ready to date again and you start dating and you see this pattern where you are accepting things that are less than what you want in a relationship and what you know you deserve, that is a check engine light for mm-hmm. you emotionally that maybe you are not ready because it's telling you, I am so desperate to just have someone mm-hmm. that I'm accepting things that I otherwise would not accept. And another thing is I, I know women have this, this, this trouble is, oh, I can change them. Or I can fix them later. That's like the worst thing you Lord can. Lord Jesus, that was do. my life for like. <laughs> like you cannot change another so individual. Long. Like only thing you can change is yourself. So like if you're thinking that like I'm gonna change this person, like it's okay. Like don't worry. When we get together, I'll fix them. Wrong. You. The thing you're gonna do is push that person away because no one likes to be told what to do or change. Like force change upon somebody if they don't want to change. If someone doesn't want to change, they're not gonna change. So you you got to worry about changing yourself. Especially men. Yeah. Because I think a lot of women actually will change themselves to try to be what the man wants in the relationship. Yeah. And that and the guys the typically won't. And that's where women, we find ourselves beating our head against walls because we will literally change who we are to get a man's approval and get him to love us and accept us and invalidate us. But that goes for men, too. But it's so fascinating because the cycle that I was in when I was dating, it was not like that. I was literally changing who I was to get these guys to accept me. And then there were things about them that I wanted them to desperately change. And they needed to change, right? They were becoming very toxic. And they refused to. Like, they were not changing for me at all. Like, I was the only one doing any changing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something too, when you find yourself in, and, but I was also in a very unhealthy place mentally and emotionally and spiritually that I was just changing to get anyone to love me really. Mm-hmm. And then when I would get in these relationships and they would do things that were not okay and I would want them to change, they, they were not willing. They were not going to do that. It was just all about me changing to fit whatever mm-hmm. model they had for me. That's why I think it's so important to establish like, what what are your standards you know and not being willing to compromise that and that's something you really learn when you're in your singleness because you really just you realize what I want out of a relationship as you discover more about yourself and then you're like you have to I would say it's a good tip to write it out like write out what you want in another person uh, and then write out also what you want to be you know because you the, in this time of being single you want to focus on how can I add to someone else's life you should never look at i want somebody to complete me it should be always about like i want somebody to add to it because the only person that can really complete you is 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 god you know so i mean mean, we're coming from a christian background because we're both christians so like in our relationship we put jesus first and after that everybody we come second to each other so that's the main thing is we want to find our identity in, in, in jesus so like I know some people may be listening and that may not be where you're coming from and you may not. And and that's cool. I mean, you can kind of take that with a grain of salt, however you feel about that. But I mean, we're coming from a, a perspective. This is what we believe and this is our truth. Um, so you want to add to that, babe? 
No, I think we covered that, like the being content, being single. I think that's so important. If you're not content single, you're not going to be content in a relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Because eventually whatever you're looking for will wear off. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to be single. Um, And then another important one that I added, here's another sign, is you can actually dream about falling in love again. That sounds really silly, but I just want you to think about, have you ever been through like a divorce, a breakup, anything where at the end of it, like you were just like, I will never, I'll never fall in love again. I'll never have someone. I'll never open myself up to that. God's never going to give me someone. I'll never get married again. I, I, I don't know that I ever, I probably said those things. I don't really recall saying those things, me personally, but I do remember having conversations with people, even after my, because I Jeremy's my third husband, so, and I do remember after my first two marriages fell apart early on, in, you know, first time I was, you know, barely 20 when I got married, and then the second time was later in my 20s, and I was just in such an unhealthy spin cycle of like, I was just so unhealthy that I just kept getting in these horrible relationships, but I I remember after my second marriage ended and I was going through this period, just like Jeremy, I was in this period where I was just working things out and I just told God, like, I'm not, I don't want to date. I, I'm not even entertaining. Like, I don't even want guys texting me. Like I wasn't, I was so, I just wanted to be detached from it. Not from an unhealthy place where I was like done with men. It was like, okay, I don't even want to be flirting with someone Mm -hmm. on texting. Like I don't want anything that's distracting me from just getting healthy Mm -hmm. and whole. Because I saw after my second divorce, I was like, there's something that I'm doing, something about me that is unhealthy that is attracting this into my life. Like I am creating these situations. Mm -hmm. I can't keep putting blame on them. Um, But I do remember after that second divorce, I was just getting to such a healthy place, even in my relationship with God, where I was like, I know when I come out on the other side of this, that if it is in his will, he's going to give me the godly husband that he always had planned for me. And so I would have conversations with friends and other women that were like going through these tragic breakups and they were like, I'm never dating again, or I don't ever want to get married again. I don't want to do that again. And I would just remember always thinking like, I totally want to do that again because I was just learning what a godly biblical marriage looked like. And I was like, I would love to have that. My other two marriages were not godly. They were not biblical. So if we're, if you can get to a place where you've moved beyond saying like, I'll never be in love again. I'll never get married again. I don't ever want to, you know, date anyone again. I'm done with men. I hate them all. Like when you start moving to that place where you can dream about like being in love again, and it doesn't bring you stress and anxiety or worry that you're going to be right here again. Like, I don't even know if I'm articulating that well. No, thank you. Chime in a little bit because I feel like I'm, (laughs) it's like when you get to that place where it's not just like you're in this like, woe is me, like I'll never be in love again. You know, that it's like where you actually, you know, wake up one day and you're just thinking about, man, like I could totally see myself falling Mm -hmm. in love with someone from a healthy place of like, I actually desire to fall in love with someone again. I think it kind of is, it's kind of going back to that place of being that contentment. Like, it's like your heart's healed enough that you're ready to be in a relationship like if it happened it would be great but it's also in that place where you know what like I'm content and happy with where I'm at that if I don't right now I'm still okay but you know like I still like or know that I'm going to have I'm going to find someone it's going to happen but it's yeah. not like you're not stressing yourself out like being like thirsty and desperate about it you know you're just kind of like being like thirsty 
Yeah, thirsty. That thirst is real. <laughs> so it's basically like you just coming from a place where, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in this time. I'm not going to force it. I'm just going to enjoy life, do the things I want to do and like to do. And like the right person is going to come along for the ride and they're going to add to my life. And it's not going to be somebody that yeah. is everything, you know. Yeah. So I think that's kind of really where where it is. And so that, that happens, you know, because we both, I came from that 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 mindset too. I was like, I'm never going to get married again because um, I was married once before in other relationships and I was, I pretty yeah, much Yeah, but seriously, like but done. like even anyone who thinks <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to get married again, like you're not, you meet me and then you're like, it just all changes. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> No, I'm just, you're just cracking me up right now. Yeah, you're right, babe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I would, you know what? And also I think to umbrella under the, one of the signs as you can dream about falling in love again is when you believe that there are, that healthy relationships are possible. Yes. Because I think we can also get to this place where we think all relationships are going to go like this. Every relationship we've ever had has been unhealthy, toxic. Um, volatile, you know, abusive, stressful, whatever it is. Like we yeah. just think, oh, there's no healthy relationships. There, that's not even a thing. So you we've... don't want to get out there and start dating when you yeah. think that like there there are no healthy relationships and you think all men are dogs, right? Like we've heard women say all men are dogs. Or yeah. I feel like I'm kind of speaking just to the women, but I, I guess it's because I don't really have a lot of conversations with men, but I hear that kind of stuff from women mm -hmm. that all men are dogs. You can't trust any of them. You know, I'm never going to date again. I'm done with men. And I hear these things and I'm just mm -hmm. like, who you are not ready to date. Like you have no. so much healing to do. But when you get to that place where you like believe that there, there is, there are men out there that are, they are also healthy and you mm -hmm. believe that healthy relationships are possible and you can dream about falling in love with someone and having a healthy relationship. Now, perfect relationships and healthy relationships that's different mm -hmm. there aren't perfect relationships but there can be healthy no, relationships i think it's like you got to get away from this fairy tale mindset of what what like social media and movies and tv shows project of what like the ideal relationship is there is only one fairy tale that's real <laughs> and it's the life that jeremy lives with me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're hilarious. <laughs> but no, I think it's like we have to get rid of that fairy tale because there's there's no relationship is perfect. No. Like, even if you're with somebody that you're compatible with, like you're still going to have your issues where you fight and argue and like you get on each other's nerves. But like, of course, you don't do that for me, babe. No, I don't get on your nerves ever. Not yeah. even right now. So I think I, we have to like get rid of that mindset because I think that is another thing is you look at somebody else and you just think that they have the perfect relationship and you think you want that. And in reality, that's just not real. Yeah. So. So. And I think you were I what I'm going to say is I think this goes into this next one. Like mm -hmm. you were saying, looking for someone that's not real. So your next sign is another sign you're ready to date is what, babe? When you're not looking for somebody to complete you. I think that just goes along with what you were saying. Yeah. So, and uh, we kind of touched on that earlier is like, you can't look for somebody to complete you. It's just, is you're going to set your up, set yourself up to fail because for one is, it's going to come off across very desperate and clingy and it's going to push the person away because they're going to feel like they have to be everything for you. And that is just not a good feeling. Uh, I've done that before in the past and it will, it'll be the quickest sign to push somebody away from you because they'll just 
really feel like what's the word for it just feel like you're well they're gonna feel crowded and pressured yeah really pressured because they know that suffocated yeah suffocated is a word because they'll know that they know that they'll never be able to fulfill that for you and they know that they're not perfect and they know they're flawed but if your mindset is thinking like that there are everything and they're going to complete you and like they're so perfect like they're just feeling like this person does not know yeah and what we've seen even even in like with marriage counseling is Mm -hmm. when one person was pressuring the other one to be everything that she needed he started to feel suffocated and then he kind of started acting out because he had so much pressure to be this savior and to be perfect for her mm-hmm. that he kind of started, he was acting out in ways that were inappropriate and were very toxic to the relationship, right? So what we're saying is like, and it can go either way, mm-hmm. the woman to the man, the man to the woman, either way. Like if you are looking for someone to complete you and make life better for you and make you happy and make you feel good about life and yourself in general, that person will start to feel that pressure. They will start to crack under that pressure because if someone feels like, Oh, they want me to be this and they want me to be that and they want me to do that and I'll never be that. So I guess I'll just, you know, go do this and they'll kind of go do the opposite of what you want. And then that really doesn't end well. Yeah. And the reason it doesn't end well is because you're thinking I need you to be this, this, and this to make me happy mm-hmm. and then when they don't do it now you're not happy so now they're acting out mm-hmm. and then now you feel unvalidated invalidated i don't even know <laughs> yeah. you feel the opposite of validated yeah. you're not validated you don't feel safe you don't feel secure because now they're doing the opposite of what you want and it's just this cycle now nobody's happy and everybody feels stressed yeah. or or it can be the other extreme like you're going above and beyond to make them happy and in the process you're losing your identity of who you are because you're trying to like make this other person happy and at the end of the day that person is never going to really be happy and then what normally happens is they'll leave the relationship for something else because someone else or someone else yeah or someone else and so then you're left like in the wake of it feeling like i did everything like i did everything to make this person happy and like and you start looking at is it me is it you know like what did i do wrong and in reality it had nothing to do with you it's with that uh, that person like there's something inside that person that they're not happy and they're searching and looking for things to make fill them fill a void that they can't fill and so i think that's that's i think that's where it really just comes down to just being secure in who you are and like not compromising your your standards yeah. to to try to get somebody to sec- to accept you so yeah So another sign um, that you're ready to date is you are mentally and emotionally open for a healthy relationship. Again, I think we have covered this already just a little bit in bits and pieces with the other signs, but if you are in a place where you are not willing to be open and emotionally intimate with someone, meaning you're willing to talk about the deep things you're willing to be vulnerable if you feel like oh men are all dogs i'm never going to trust anyone i'm going to keep everyone at arm's length like if you're not willing to be open and honest in your communication and intimate in your communication not with your bodies (laughs) this ain't that kind of podcast (laughs) right but there's a difference in just communicating with someone in the beginning and then if it starts to get serious you're willing to have those intimate conversations as far as like being vulnerable, being transparent, your feelings, your fears, your hopes, your dreams, like what is, you know, it's, there's so many things. 
And I think if you're not willing to open yourself up to someone else, if you're not willing to communicate with someone else, if you're not willing to be honest, if you're not willing to be the things that you want from someone else, you have no business dating. And it's not so much to protect you as it is to protect the other, other people. You don't want to be the toxic person that other people have been to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Sometimes we get out there and we think, oh, we don't want someone to do us wrong. But like, you don't want to be out there dating before you're ready mentally and emotionally. And then you're the person breaking someone else or damaging someone else. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Way to back me up, babe. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, everything you said was good. I didn't have anything to add. Nothing. No, nothing. Okay. So then our last, and I don't know, this was one I put on the list, but do you want to expound on it? One of the last signs that we could come up with that you are ready to date. We can go, babe. If you don't feel like rejection will break you. And I think that goes back to being mentally and emotionally open for a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. If you were in a place where you feel like going through another breakup would completely break you would completely damage you like you would just be broken you wouldn't be able to survive it you don't think you could suffer this pain ever again you're mm-hmm. not ready you're not or, ready not even just like in uh like if you've been dating for somebody for a while but just even just going back on dates again like yeah just sign of just, just not even like, a breakup even if yeah, you, yeah if like, like, like if I'm rejection start, i'm starting to date again and someone rejected me and if it are if it automatically takes you to a place where you get defensive if and, it triggers you yeah and you're like well why don't you want to date me like <laughs> it's like, and then you start getting in your head thinking like it's because I'm ugly or yeah. I'm fat or I'm not yeah. good enough or I'm not worthy yeah. or this is just it's, another. You got to take yourself out of the equation and, and say that like it's not about you. It's about that other person. Like if they don't like like you and accept you for who you are, like it's OK. That person's not for you. There's somebody else out there for you who's going to like you and all your weird quirks <laughs> and your personality. We all have quirks. No, but. I don't. You will lie. I, I have all of the quirks. <laughs> yes, that is true. I have so, so many quirks. <laughs> that is true. But the thing is, like, you want to find want somebody who's going to accept your weirdness. Right, babe? Yes. Yeah. I accept so, yours. Yes. Flaws and all. And awe. you accept mine. Yes, that it's is It's a beautiful true. thing. Yes. So that that is very important. So the main thing is to take yourself out of that equation. Like, if you get rejection, not to let it go personally. Just realize that, hey, you know what? Some there's somebody out there who's gonna appreciate and love yeah. all and of it, me. Yeah, and it's not so much of us yeah. trying to get you to believe that right now on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I we just want you to know that if you're not in a place where you can understand that that rejection doesn't mean anything about you. If you mm-hmm. feel like rejection will break you, will damage you, mm-hmm. will hurt you, you're not ready to date. Now we're not saying that rejection has to feel good. I think that's no. the difference in no clean pain and dirty pain it's like yeah you can say oh, okay so i went on a couple of dates with that guy and then he decided not to pursue me farther that kind of stinks yeah. but there's a difference in that and then letting rejection break you and or going got, down this spin cycle of like or you got or what? ghosted <laughs> it went go- they yeah i was trying them. to say it nicely but yeah, yeah if someone ghosts much. you yeah. now that is not it doesn't feel great and i'll be honest with you that rejection is not great but at the end of the day it's like it comes back to your boundaries and standards. Like, why would I want to lower myself to get this person to like me if this is how they treat me? I like how you transition into boundaries because I totally almost missed that. <laughs> but I think that's important, though, because... Well, thank you, babe. You. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Yeah. But I think Will that's... You marry imp- me? Y'all, we're already married. I already locked you up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's important because it comes back to... This is where you start to lower your standards because 
if you feel like you kind of go back in that ter- territory where you start feeling desperate again, is you if you're starting to compromise your boundaries and standards to just to get somebody to not to, get rejection. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that I mean, if you're doing that and someone's treating you like not how you want to be treated, and that's not somebody you want to be in a relationship with, pay attention to those red flags because that's going to say a lot about you. And it's like, why am I? And that goes back to your patterns of why you're attracted to the always the same type of man or woman is like, why do I keep getting drawn to people who don't treat me like I, yeah. like I'm worthy yeah. enough? Yeah. And so, and why do I feel like I always have to lower my standards yeah. to feel accepted by this person who's treating me not like how yeah. I want to be treated? So I think we had just one more sign then is that you pretty much just expanded on it. Mm-hmm. You know your boundaries. Yes. You know what your boundaries are. If you go yeah. into relationships, if you go into dating and you are not clear on what your boundaries are, mm-hmm. you're that, not going to realize when they get yes. violated until it's too yeah. late. That's why, like, if any takeaway you can do from today is write down what your boundaries are. Because, yeah, exactly. I mean, like that list because, you were talking yeah, about because for the you make always need to go back that to that. You always need to go back to that list. So, like, when you're starting to get out of pocket... Where you start to kind of fall, <laughs> you're starting to take a couple steps back because, to be honest, when you're in a relationship, you start to get emotions start to get involved, and so you don't want to rely on that. So you want to have, come back to your your boundaries of like these are the boundaries that I said I would not cross, and this is what I'm gonna hold to. So always go back to them and question like, am I am I you know am I actually following these boundaries or am I starting to kind of go yeah, back to absolutely. So let's go through these really fast, just to recap for them. Signs to know. You're ready. You are ready today. You are ready to get out there. Get back on yes. the horse. Is that what they call it? It's probably what we say here in the Midwest because we're country. But Yeah, I don't know what they call it now. Yeah, you get on the horse. I don't think I've you ever heard that before. You get on your scooter. No. <laughs> you scooter. get on your, what's that thing that they ride around in bigger cities that you can like rent them downtown and you like hold on to them and they like take you around. They have like the big wheel in front. Am I crazy? Uh, you see them like in St. Louis no where you can like ride on it you just hold the handlebars and it like takes you around oh those Segway things is that how they're called that's such a fancy name you're so hot when you say big words well I don't even know if that's the right way you say it (laughs) anyways when you're ready to get back on your proverbial horse yes scooter so the first one would be the last time you were in a relationship did you just get out of a relationship? No, no, no. We're not. We already went through them all in description. Okay. You just need to give them the actual steps. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was my again. rewind. <laughs> rewind. Okay. All right. So step one. Last time you were in a relationship, being content, being single, you can dream about falling in love again when you're not looking for someone to complete you, when you can be honest about your past. Being mentally and emotionally open for a healthy relationship. And if you don't feel like rejection will break you, it falls back to knowing your boundaries. Or do you have boundaries? And if you don't, then you yeah. need to make boundaries. Do you even have them? <laughs> Which a lot of, a lot of people don't. don't. <laughs> All right. That's it. So I we will have a couple more episodes in this series. We're gonna now that we kind of know the signs of if you're ready to date, now we can kind of get into like, okay, you've decided you're ready to date. What does that look like? What is that process? How does that play out? How can you date in a healthy way? Or if you start to date and you realize I'm not ready. Yeah, then what do you do then? Yeah. Okay. All right. We will talk about that. So we will see you next week. 
High five, babe. We did it. Yay. First episode.